Happy, happy, happy new year. Welcome to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Thank you so much for finding time to join me. I'm your presenter, Mang Nyokoyo. Maureen Komboka is on standby with the family segment to talk about biblical perspective on marriage. Becky Runga will also be joining us during the Bible segment. Today, she'll be talking about Be of Good Cheer. Stay tuned for this and some songs to in store for you. Here's the song Glory by Masalia Singers. program coming to you from Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. Get ready to listen to Maureen Komboka to tell us more about biblical perspective on marriage. Be blessed. Welcome to today's show, dear listener. On our Family Life program today, we are going to look at biblical perspective on marriage and our main topic will be vitamin C for life. This product is guaranteed for life, says the blab. And how long is that? Silence. On the other hand, there is a disposable bottle, pen, lighter, camera, puppy and person. Either way, it's something for our convenience. As for disposable, live now. Chalk on the environment tomorrow. A girl came to a pastor full of excitement. John and I agree, getting married. Will you marry us? They chatted for a while and the minister asked, Suppose it doesn't work out? Oh, we've thought about that. We are going to give our marriage a trial for a year or two and see how it goes. That was at least some commitment, better than a one-night stand. If it doesn't work out, then there will be an awful lot of heart, time and emotional capital poured into a venture that failed. That's why it's good to agree to cut the losses before it goes on too long, right? No, probably wrong. If you build in an escape clause, a way out, it will be tempting to run out of the back door as soon as things get hot in the kitchen. 
oracle in the bedroom. If you have agreed before God and a congregation that you are together for better or worse and you meant it, with no escape clauses, no mental reservation, then you are more likely to work to make the partnership a success. Call it commitment. So, we come to the first of some ideas beginning with C. Yes, C as in chocolate. And marriage should be just as sweet, with perhaps an occasional tongue of bitter almond. The first C word is communication. Marriages won't develop without communication. Ideas, confidence, loving words, dreams, hopes, disappointments, and fears shared with each other. We are not expected to tell the other everything that comes into our heads, but communication is the key to a good marriage. Dullness is the fate of those who don't communicate. Mind you, communication takes time, and it takes effort. Sometimes you're both bursting to tell about the day's events. Neither of you may be interested in the other's story, but listen, concentrate, show an interest, and you'll find the story better than you thought. Listen actively so that you show that you are following the story, interested in the discussion. Men are too often rather bad communicators at home. Perhaps they have been talking all day or been under pressure and want to retreat behind the paper. It probably has not been too easy for the wife either, but it's always Abby who's supposed to have a hard day at the office. Harder for the wife, perhaps who may have juggled home and office, neither of them are retreat center. Good communication is also knowing when silence is golden, not a silence of boredom, but a mutual silence of enjoyment, just of being together, listening to the garden sounds, to music, or just each other. Human communication is not just chatter. Another C word is charity. That is the word used in the older Bible versions for love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you will see that St. Paul is talking about love that lasts. Read the chapter in as many translations as you can and in as many languages as you know. It is love that includes good sex within marriage. Good sex begins in the head with the physical joy and expression of a whole range of emotions and sensations covered by that one word, love. Devotion, trust, the sheer joy of one another's presence the natural desire for union of body to express union of mind. Read Corinthians with your marriage partner and put it into practice. If you are in any doubt about what God wants to communicate to you about passionate love, read the Song of Solomon. The tingling delight of being with the other, a delight that comes from love, trust, good things said and fell before the ultimate act of communication. Another C word is cooperation, which means working together. Before marriage, we often spend more time playing together, sharing leisure activities than working together. Happy are those couples who have worked together on a difficult project before the wedding and still decide to get married. Cooperation means that each partner shares the load, skills are shared, it will be done our way, not my way or your way but our way, the way we both agreed on. Working together should be fun, and there are no losers, only two tired but happy winners. And of course, we should not be serious that there is no time to play together, 
the Bible says that Isaac and Rebekah were laughing together. Another translation says that Isaac was fondling her. At any rate, it was fun, and they were a married couple, not just engaged or animuners. Another C word is chastity. I have expect to look in an ultra-modern dictionary and find that the word chastity is archaic, quaint, old-fashioned, the subject of rebel jokes, or the impossible ideal of nuns and priests. Chastity means no sex before marriage, no sex outside marriage. For couples, it means nothing on the side, no affairs, no fancy man, no mistress, no call girls. Chastity might be bad for the oldest profession, but it will take the pressure off divorce courts, social workers, housing officers, social security agencies, and all those who try to pick up the pieces after unfaithfulness. Drink the water from your own well, said Solomon, who would have done a lot better if he had followed his own advice. Man or woman, you'll be tempted to enter an affair. There are tempters out there, and no one is immune to temptation. Innocent friendship can get out of control if they are not carefully monitored. Just good friends. Now be honest with yourself. If the good friend gives you more of the tingle factor than your marriage partner, then trouble is ahead. Back off, spin through 180 degrees before homes and relationships are destroyed by something that got out of hand. Of course, I'm assuming that you'll not deliberately seek an affair. Some time ago, I wrote the story of Mr. Middle Ears, a middle-aged man attracted by a pretty young secretary in his office. Should they ask her out? Will in that prove he is still attractive to women? Still not over the hill? He decided. Rightly, I think, that it wasn't worth it. It would involve a younger woman. Who ought to be seeing a man of her own age, one she could have a future with, not fair to his own children. They needed someone to trust. And if dad was a cheat, who was reliable? It would betray his wife's confidence. She had trustedly given her life to him. He would despise himself. Very few animals fall their own nests. Mr. Middle Ears came to his senses. He put some sparkle back into the marriage. He took efforts from both sides. Our next C word is cheerfulness. How it is to drop the mask of self-control and force cheerfulness we've worn all day and let out the frustrations on the cat, the dog, the children, or the one you promised to love and cherish. Cheerfulness in the home is a great sweetener. It is infectious if genuine. So is gloom, unfortunately, but let's unsituate the positive. Another C word is Christ. Christ in the home, that means more than both partners or one partner claiming to be Christian. Christless Christianity is worse than useless. It can be a clock for all sorts of unpleasant behavior with religious excuses. When all members of the family acknowledge one Lord, when they take to him their joys and sorrows, when we can ask one another's forgiveness because we know we need God's forgiveness, then Christ is apex of the triangle, the keystone of the ark. Love binds everything together, said Paul. It is the love of Christ that impels us. That love that stands by through thick and thin, that does not change with the weather, 
our mood or our partner's mood. That love that is so deep that though the surface water may be a bit choppy now and then, deeper down, it is the calm of confidence, trust, built on years sharing and commitment to our best friend on earth and our best friend in heaven. Does all this sound a bit idealistic? Are we supposed to stay in marriages where there's drunkenness, brutality and faithfulness? That's another story for another time. To end the upbeat, know yourself. Get to know the one you plan to marry or have married. Take plenty of vitamin C. It comes in all varieties and flavors I've mentioned. And more that you can figure out for yourselves. Till next time, goodbye. I've been your presenter, Maureen Komboka. You are tuned to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. This is your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Our producer would love to have your thoughts about this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also reach us through AWR Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us listen to Masalio singers with the song, God Is... It is another opportunity to get some spiritual nourishment from Bekiarunga. Welcome, sister.
It is indeed a blessing that God has bestowed upon us to be in his divine presence, studying his word of truth and knowing his will towards us in our lives. And this day I invite you that we may study God's word together to learn of the many things that he has prepared for us. I am your servant, Becky Arunga. Let us pray together. Blessed Rock of Ages, you are our Savior, you are our Redeemer. In your name alone do we come just to seek your face and to study your word of truth. For we know that the truth shall make us free. And we pray at this juncture that may your spirit abide with us to teach us your word, that we may know your perfect will in our lives. Now may your will be done, for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, child of God, for finding time to be in God's presence. And this day, I want us to learn something about Christ's teaching and his works in life. It is very interesting to see how Jesus Christ had power over nature, how Jesus Christ had power over the things of this world. And it is because of his divinity. Even so, in our lives, in whatsoever thing we seek to undertake, Christ Jesus still has the power, and indeed he has the final say. The book of Mark chapter 6 verse 45 gives us an account of Jesus walking on the sea. And this is what the Bible writer has to say. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled, for they had not understood about the loaves, because their heart was hardened. This word of God comes immediately after the account of Christ Jesus feeding the 5,000 people. And we realize that though in the first instance it appeared like there was no food save for five loaves and two fish, at the end of the session, once everyone else had eaten to their fill, there were 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. That Christ Jesus had multiplied that which had been availed to him and fed the huge multitude. Now thereafter, once his disciples got into the boat and were moving into the sea, Christ Jesus sent the other people away and then went to the mountain to pray. We realize something very important about Christ's life. He gave much to prayer. I am certain that when he went to the mountain to pray, he went to have a moment to thank God for the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. He went to commune with God, giving thanks in everything, even for the disciples who had decided to stay with him. His was a life bathing continually in prayer. 
And so we realize that at the fourth watch of the night, Jesus saw the disciples, but they were not just calmly rowing into the sea. It is recorded, verse 48 says, Then he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now, beloved, there is something that comes to play at this juncture, that in our lives, as Jesus' disciples were, we have made the decision to be with the Savior. We have made the decision to be of Christ Jesus. But even so, Christ is with us. He is always with us, even unto the end of the age. And just like he saw the disciples in the fourth watch of the night, straining and rowing, Christ's heart is touched with our grief. It is true that he cares. He cares when our heart is faint. He cares when you have lost your loved ones. He cares when you're battling a disease. He cares when you have just lost your employment. He cares when you're in the valley of indecision and wondering what exactly you ought to do. Of a fact, Jesus cares, and it is depicted in the life of his disciples when it is told that when he saw them straining and rowing, for the wind was against them. How many times has the tide of the current times been against you? How many times have you desired to do good, but the tide is just against you? How many times have you desired the best for your family, but it looked like the wind of life is against you? Now, dear child of God, he is reminding you this day, and he's saying, do not be afraid. He is there. He is seeing you. He is watching, and he's just not watching to be to, to, to have account of what's going on, but he is watching to change your situation. He is watching to make you have a deeper experience with him. Even if the tide is against you as you're ministering the word of God, be of good cheer because Christ has overcome the world already. And it is further saying in verse 48, Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost. Now it brings to view the fact that sometimes when the problems of life assail us so much, when we have everything going about us all over, it is often very high that we would miss out on the presence of the Savior. There is always a likelihood that we may not see Jesus for who he is. We may see him as a ghost. We may see him as someone who is coming to make our situation worse. Even as the disciples in the fourth watch of the night, it was dark. It was dark in the night and it appeared like the wind was against them. But deep within, Christ knew that he was there for them. And when they were troubled, they were troubled at seeing Christ, for they thought he was a ghost. Indeed, how be it that someone walks on the sea and the water does not touch his feet? That was something that really troubled them. But this is what Christ had to say. Be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. That is the word of Christ to each one of us. It is the word of Christ to you, my dear listener, this day. God is saying, Jesus is assuring you yet again, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. What is it that is making you troublesome? What is it that is troubling you even as the tide of life is against you? One thing remains certain. Jesus is saying, be of good cheer. It is he. He is there with you. 
It is he, he is watching over you. It is he, he is your guardian angel. And nothing, nothing will happen to you without him taking note. And so I beseech you this day, think through your life. Have you made a decision to be the disciple of Christ? Christ has fed you with abundance of food. He has given you just as he fed the 5,000. But that is not enough. Are you willing to walk with him day by day? Are you able to say that I will follow you, my Savior, wherever you go? And that is what God is bringing to view that you may follow. I don't know what you're going through in your life, but one thing I know, Jesus is saying, be of good cheer. It is he, do not be afraid. Be of good cheer. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord. Your word indeed is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you for this word that even amidst the tribulations and temptations of life, even in the darkest of the nights amidst the windy storms, Lord, you are there. Jesus, you are with us and you're still bidding us to be of good cheer. You still remind us not to be afraid for yourself you have overcome. Now, Lord, I pray for grace to trust you more. I pray that you may visit my dear listener at his point of need. I pray that you may fight the battles of the young lady who is listening to you, Lord. Even even in the troublesome moments of her life, just remind her to be of good cheer, for you are the one, and she ought not be afraid. Now may your spirit of truth guide us to all truth, for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a blessing being with you and studying the word of God together. How I pray that may the Lord lift his countenance upon you and keep you safe. Till we meet again, be blessed. That brings us to the end of our program for today. I hope they have been blessed. We would like to have your views, comments, or questions about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 4276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Join me next time, same place, same time. But until then, may our God be with you. Have a happy new year. And I'm your presenter, Mangi Nyokoyo. Oh,
Sing to the Lord. 